Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Run the track, run the track, run the run. Hi, I'm Lucy and I'm a personal trainer. And I'm Flora and I hate running. And welcome to Run the Track for all you runners out there. And all the people who hate running. Listen to us talk about our favourite tracks, play some of it to you. And generally just try to help you get to the end of a run without stopping. Well, should we start our runners off with a stretch? Oh, yes, please. So this one's quite an arrogant stretch. Uh, You might have seen, I I think it's a Bikram stretch. A Bikram stretch? Do you need to do it like in a sauna? I mean, no. Oh, but it's from Bikram. I mean, it's just a yoga pose, but... Sure. Okay, so I'm also giving you a small mirror. So I want all the listeners as well to look in the mirror right now while Wait, you do this. They may have started their job. They might not have a, a compact mirror. Okay, on. well, if you don't have a compact mirror, which you should, <laughs> just maybe look in like a car reflection. Um, Even if there's someone slightly in the, scary yeah, in the passenger seat. <laughs> okay, so interlace your fingers, Flora, and listeners. Place your hands underneath your chin. Mm-hmm. And then I want you to inhale, lift up your spine up nice and tall. And then exhale, open your mouth, tongue out, ah, backwards. Wait, you can't just throw backwards in like that. So it's lion's breath. So inhale, rise up tall, exhale, backwards. So you're just putting your head backwards or the whole back? No, it's just your neck. One last time, inhale, exhale, and backwards. Perfect. So both our heads are back with the interlaced fingers pushing up the chin. And then the tongue comes out on the exhale. Yeah, it's kind of an energizing stretch. Mm. Does it stretch like the mouth, the, he- the neck? The neck, the upper spine, and also, yeah, the energy from the breath. Uh, that's like, you always bring like quite a, like exciting flair to the beginning of the run. Mm. So let's begin our run. Remember, guys, start slow. So we want to start nice and slow. That's one of our biggest mm. issues. Huge issue, running too quick. And the nice thing as well is remembering the breath. So at the beginning, inhale. Oh, yeah, that gets you pumped. We discussed that breath in uh, series one. Keep going, baby. So welcome, everyone. Welcome to episode two, series two of Run the Track. Numero dos. Numero dos upgraded. Should we do this as like Run the Track, but better? Yeah, with sprinkles of fun. Run the Track with sprinkles of fun. And what is the theme for this episode, Lucy? So obviously we're further into January now. We are. The theme is just talking about setting yourself up for the year. 
Because at the beginning, like, do we really know what we want? Everyone's got these really, like, intense ideas of what they're going to be in 2022 when actually you end up drinking a bit, partying. Yeah, like, no one actually follows through on, like, their ideals of who they might be. So I think this is a good chance to kind of step back a bit, observe yourself. As a personal trainer, have you noticed, like, more sign-ups or, like, more people trying to observe themselves or get on (laughs) yeah it's really interesting because I prefer the clients new clients that come in around this time of January they've had their time whereas the clients that can't new business comes straight January the first they're setting themselves with unrealistic goals oh so there are some people signing up on New Year's Day guys get over the hangover first but then that's also quite relatable my friend set himself up with like four dates on New Year's Day. Not on the actual day, but he said that like the apps were popping off on New Year's Day. But we have to caveat that we are recording this on January the 12th. Yeah. So we're kind of observing ourselves mid-January. And I guess that is a good compromise between the unrealistic expectations. Yeah. And now we're just being like, whoa, 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 Nelly. Have you ever heard of the nudge theory? Yes, I have. Yeah, so I think this is a really good time for everyone to kind of nudge into things a bit <laughs> is that what the nudge theory is I feel like that's not the well okay so for example with exercise or like running mm-hmm. for us and all our listeners yeah instead of being like okay I'm gonna run every single day 10 miles a day oh yeah I instead not... you're doing things that already exist behaviors or you're not changing your your agency so for example you go to work twice a week you'll run to work it's not changing something that already exists but you're adding it in to something that already exists oh so you are changing something that already exists rather than like adding something extra into your life yeah so it's not like being over the top be a different person it's oh well i usually walk to this place i'm gonna run oh okay so it's like i normally get the bus i could walk yeah that's actually what i decided to do this morning so i feel like i've been nudged You've been nudged a bit. Yeah. Is the nudge theory in the big short? And it's like, I think it's been quite influential on like liberal politics. Yeah. But at the same time, I have no idea what I'm talking about. I have a confession to make. Okay, go. I I haven't been running that much. <laughs> How much are we talking? Um, okay, so in terms of like observing ourselves, I've observed that it's been really cold and then it got really cold. I keep being like, I'm going to run, but then I don't. And then the one time I did run, it just started to drizzle a bit. I immediately just turned around and went home, even though I only went like 100 metres. And I just thought to myself, I can't believe you host a running podcast and you're like walking home. I didn't even get halfway through one song. Yeah, but I think like all humans have like a certain amount of willpower. So that's why you have to like... Make it something that's attainable rather than be you saying you're not doing anything. Wait, so you're saying I'm fine that I didn't do a run and I'm also hosting a running podcast? I think we just need to make small incremental changes. Okay, because what I've noticed about the bleakness of winter 2022 is like, I just want to get through it. And I've like bought myself really nice stuff for breakfast just as a way to like motivate myself to get out of bed. And I've been thinking the first half of January, I just want to get out of bed. So for me, the fact that like I'm out of bed is progress. 
We spoke about this in our rain episode. It's a challenge yourself. You're like in a survival mode. It's like when people go ice cold water swimming and it's a challenge. Okay, so it's me getting out of bed like ice cold water swimming. Yeah, sure. (laughs) (laughs) How have you, how have you been with your running? It's okay, but I agree with you. I'm like, but that's why I, I think what I do, even as a PT, like at the beginning of the year, I'll like set myself these massive goals. I'm going to do like a keto diet. It's like, no, you're not. What, you're not going to have carbs again? No. Is there no carbs on the keto? Yeah. I think it's basically like the Atkins diet. Uh, yeah. That's very 2004, I want to say. <laughs> and it never lasts. And then I get to a point where I realise, but that's okay. So I'm just going to put in a few goals. Yeah, I think the whole attitude of like, it never lasts. Like one of your resolutions might come true. It's also okay just to go home. If anyone's listening to this running, they're doing way better than I've done this month. Yeah, but that's what I mean. Okay, for example, like there's this YouTuber that I watch and she did uphill walking just on the treadmill 30 minutes a day. Wait, do you watch that? Like live? (laughs) Yeah. In real time. It's really interesting. Yeah, I'm sure it is. (laughs) What's her name? Lauren Geraldo. And she basically says like if you just give yourself something like that, like a really easy task. So walking uphill for 30 minutes is quite easy every day. Yeah, that's like Sisyphus. Yeah, but then she'll be like, "Mm, I might one day I might do a plank or like maybe I'll add this in today. You end up doing more if you set yourself smaller goals than you do if you set yourself like these like huge unattainable. Yeah, and I do actually think that part of the reason I went home is because I wasn't dressed properly for the run. And another thing people do in January is they buy loads of really nice running gear. Yeah. But I actually think that's a good idea. Like people will think it's really empty and stuff, but it does really help you motivate yourself. I want all the cut my <laughs> run. <laughs> I might just go to Lululemon and like splurge. No, yeah. I don't. I don't have any money. <laughs> but I see what you mean. So if you could change one thing in your routine, i.e. not add anything new, but just enhance yourself a bit, what would you do? I would try and run in the mornings, I think. I really enjoy exercise because it makes me feel less anxious throughout the mm. day. Whereas the worst thing I can do is tell myself I'm going to just do it at the end of the day and keep putting it off and then it makes me really proactive as well with everything else like I feel like if I get it done before my work yeah and everyone's like is Lucy on drugs yeah that's maybe I am (laughs) (laughs) it's just natural endorphins from my run yeah what would you change if you could change I do want to just get through one run no matter how small and I was thinking for the podcast I was going to set my my big target I want at the end of series two to do a 10K. Okay, nice. That's a really good challenge to yourself. Because I think I'm more likely to stick to it if I've put it out into the world. Mm -hmm. So then I'll have like social pressure. I mean, it's like having like a gym membership. Yeah, exactly. But like more social pressure than financial pressure. Yeah. You need to get on Strava again. Yeah, 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 yeah. I did actually log the run that I failed on Strava. I thought that was quite honest. Show the bad times. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I'm going to try and find a 10K. And I know for some people, 10K is not that big. For some people, it's a lot. That was a really good point I got to last year in lockdown. When the government were bloody partying their asses off, I was alone running like 8K. And then I was like, wow, I never thought I could do that. So I sort of want to get back to lockdown 2020, Flora, and run a 10K. Mm -hmm. And I know that's not a small incremental change. You just said like, nudge yourself no but that's nice because you can like slowly 
develop that. Yeah, and hopefully as the weather gets better, boring, it will be easier. I want to go from like walking home on a cold day and I'm getting halfway through one song to like, I'm running a 10K. I did it. And I'm slightly dancing. Fully dancing. (laughs) (laughs) Run the track, run the track, run the run. So the theme of the songs this episode, we're kind of, we're just going with January so far. Yeah, kind of like a rebrand. Rebrand. Oh, so when you say rebrand, what do you mean? Like, and they're kind of like, paparazzi, here I am. Glitz, glam, heels. <laughs> You're coming out onto the world stage again, fully formed, but newly formed. Yeah. When Billie Eilish did that cover of Vogue. And also kind of like, I want to say like, no restrictions this year, guys. Yeah. Add, add things on. You're, t- you're fabulous already. So just add things into your life. So add some runs in, add some more like hobbies, skills. Runs, hobbies, skills, talents. I do want to say that does slightly undermine what you said before, which is that you don't have to add stuff in. You just need to like enhance what's already there. But right at the end there, you're just like rhinestones, rhinestones. (laughs) So I was inspired by the songs I've enjoyed so far this year. I don't know if this is a rebrand for me, though. It's very up my street and it's Disney. Yeah, but can we just say, remember, we're adding on. That doesn't have to be an add on. You're still being you. Okay, I'm still being me, but it's the new Disney film that's out in January, Encanto. Oh, yeah, I haven't seen it. Oh, you haven't seen it? Oh, it's set in Colombia. Lots of Spanish going on, which you are a Spanish speaker. Yeah. Interestingly, this is the song that's done the best in terms of TikTok and, like, the charts. The producers didn't think it would, and the song that they've submitted for, like, best song at the Oscars is, like, actually really boring and dry. And this is the one that the people have chosen to be, like, the smash hit. It might be a bit weird if you don't know the story of Encanto, but this is just a very, like, plot-driven song in the middle called We Don't Talk About Bruno, and it's by your friend and mine, Lynn manuel Miranda. I really thought you'd be like, oh, and he's looking at me so blank. He wrote Hamilton. Okay. I ruined that moment. No, not at all. It's like when I hadn't heard of um, Easy Rider. Easy Lover. Sorry. <laughs> Okay, so I'm actually really interested to know what you think of that song, considering you have no idea, yeah, about the film, etc. Yeah, it was high energy. I liked it. It was kind of like sassy as well. I can feel like something's on its way, which maybe also really works for this time of year because we're kind of like putting things into fruition. It's indicating a different thing. (laughs) It's about someone that's not there, but they're like trying to repress in their memories. Okay. No, I liked it. Oh, great. I, d- I definitely want to see the film. Is it good? This is difficult to say because I love Disney so much and I, I've done a research on the film and I know how much work went into it. This is so arrogant because what am I, just a podcaster? But it's literally about 12 characters. They said this in the development of it when they had the idea. Lin-Manuel Miranda and this, these two other people who'd worked at Disney, one of them had like written Moana, the other one kind of came in quite fresh. They all agreed that they had all had big families. Instead of a normal Disney film, which is about like one character, like Moana, they were like, we're going to do it about like a whole family. And it's set in Colombia, so it's very like, did you ever read 100 Years of Solitude? Gabriel Garcia Marquez. That is also 
a lot of Colombia in that. I mean, it's also set in Colombia, but like the Encanto feels like that book. Like there's a lot of magical realism, blah, blah, blah. That kind of, I feel like that works, the different characters in books. Well, literally in the book of 100 Years of Solitude, there's a glossary at the front and you can always refer to it. Whereas in Encanto, there's so many characters and they try, they try really hard with good songs to like introduce each of them all, to know all their backstory. Each character has like a different... It's like mine and your personality. Oh my... <laughs> me at work. Me on a night out. Me running, me being healthy. <laughs> I really liked elements of it. I just felt like... It wasn't even that hard to follow. It was just because there were so many moving parts, I had to brush over quite a lot. Whereas normally in a Disney film, you just get like a really basic story that's just quite funny and quite fun. I think the Encanto soundtrack... As of this week, knocked Adele's 30 off the number one. Which is amazing for a Disney soundtrack, but it's obviously because of Lin-Manuel Miranda. Have you seen Hamilton? No. What? I think we had this conversation before, that's why. Really? Yeah. <laughs> Be that smug little bug. Should I do mine? Yeah. <laughs> okay, so I've got a theme going on, actually. Oh, okay. And is the theme January? No, it's 1981. <laughs> wait, we, we, we just had a new year. Both the songs, anyway, are from 1981. Wait, I, I genuinely remembered really vivid conversations with you where I was like, we're choosing songs from January 2022. What? It doesn't matter. It really doesn't matter. But, like, I really thought that was the premise of this episode. But I don't care. I thought you meant it was just, like, things we were listening to. Oh, yeah, true. I, that is so true. In January 2022. Yeah. I think we've just both been talking like ships in the night. So, yeah, let's go from 2022 to 2000. No, 1981. <laughs> okay, I also wrote down some facts about 1981. Oh, it's the year of <laughs> when Gemma Collins was born. <laughs> um, what else happened? Yeah, they're Iranian hostages. In 1981, they were, they like managed to get out of Iran. We have Gemma Collins born and the Iranian hostages. Oh, also post-its were created in 1981. What a roller coaster. So I'm going to start with my first song, which was made in 1981, as I've just said, and then was basically revamped, mm -hmm. I'm going to say, by Marabou State. Oh, cool. It's called Icy Stars by, I'm going to say the name wrong, but Super Stimped. Stipped. Yeah, so that was Icy Stars by Super Sempt, double F, T. It was put into like a remix by Marabou State, Super Sipped. Okay, you've said their name different every time. <laughs> it started as Super Stempt, then it was Super Seft, and now it's Super, super Sempt. So it's Super and then S-T-Y-P-P-T. Let's forget that. But anyway, it's a German electronic duo Ooh. Um, from around the late 70s late um, to early 80s. And they were the start of New Deutsche Welle, which is like electronic punk 
rock music in the early 80s. Wow, is this your rebrand? This is my rebrand. punk rock. (laughs) And yeah, I just, the lyrics are really nice. It's kind of like poetic. Yeah, I was wondering what they were because I couldn't quite hear them. And you know I'm a glutton for lyrics. Well, I can't find them annoyingly. It's like a really... That's an obscure song. Lucy, you're really blowing my mind at the moment. Why? You've managed to find a song that's so obscure that Google doesn't know the lyrics. What, are you enjoying that? Or Yeah, it's like everything's a shock, everything's a surprise. I love it. I see stars. Who knew? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I just think it's got a really nice feel. It's like a funky, light. I love bubblegum electronic music, basically, and I feel like that's quite like light on your foot. Foot? Feet? <laughs> you're laughing your feet. That's what you want to be when you're running. Have you listened to it on a run? Yeah. And how did it make you feel? Really good. Quite oh. arrogant. arrogant. So I think that's what you always want on a run. You want yes. to feel like, I look good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. People are jealous. Rising when, star. When really no one cares. Oh yeah, we've discussed it. Everyone, uh, you look like a, a pig. Yeah. <laughs> a pig out to auction. But in your head, you're like hot as hell. Yeah. Where did you discover it? Through Marabou State? Yeah. With Spotify and iTunes and everything, you'll like pick a song and then it will like choose one in that same genre. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that's how I heard it. And then I was just listening to it in the gym and then I'd like listen to it when I was running it reminds me of a song that I would listen to when I was like at uni revising you don't have to necessarily concentrate on what they're saying you're just going along with this really heavy good beat that's what I want to get to when I'm running is like to get into a meditative place Mm. that's when you're like in the flow like that song was really like I'm in the flow yeah whereas I I'm often just like not there yet and then that's when I stop running I felt like that was sort of like the platonic ideal of where you want to be mentally in your run. I read a book recently about hedonism. Oh, yeah. My favourite topic. (laughs) And it's about being a bit slower, how you should actually enjoy the doing of something, the Mm. build up to something. So say you saying, I want to do a 10K by the end of season two, then you're also enjoying every small change that you're making to your body and like it's those moments that are actually more enjoyable than the goal mm. itself whereas I could sometimes get into a mood and I just reminded myself of that that's why I was talking about this but at uni where like I need to get this run done now and it's like are you okay like mm-hmm. like take a breath uni was just bad vibes so you're basically saying despite trying to get new year all this stuff it's actually like chill yeah these things will come we just need to be a bit more like it's fine the fact that I'm on a run is amazing I'm gonna enjoy what's around me like what I'm looking at are there some fit guys in the park yeah there are like I'm gonna have a look at them whatever I can (laughs) you ain't never gonna get this candy (laughs) yeah I see what you mean just slow down in terms of the observing of the self chill out wait can I just say one more thing I know we haven't got that much time but Marabou State really Sums up uni for me. Or not sums up uni, but like reminds me of uni. Wasn't that, it was like Eaton Messy. I remember this like YouTube channel. Oh yeah. Do you remember that? Yeah. And I used to have that on the, the background they, as like revision music as well. People who kind of like were into music at uni still go to like Marabou State gigs now, I feel. I don't know, it, it was a kind of, it took me back to like a sort of night out. Yeah, it's kind of like psychedelic-y. Who are they? Not that you should know. I think it might be English, but I, I bet we have like mutual friends with them. <laughs> Marabou State are an English electronic music duo consisting of Chris Davids. Don't know him. X? Is that your ex? <laughs> no. no. Um, and Liam Ivory. 
remixes for the likes of Alpines and Lana Del Rey, yeah. Yeah, a bit chilled out. Just two guys going to come and make chilled, but cool. It's kind of like a cool lounge music. Yeah, they've, ha- they've had some spliffs. Spliffs, yeah, for sure. But that's why I never really understood why, like, people who like to get kind of quite messed up go and see Marabou State, because to me it's like chill revision music. Yeah. It's like going to, like, you know, that YouTube channel that's, like, lo-fi hip-hop beats for studying. It's like going to, like, a club to see that. I wouldn't do that. Yeah. So normally I would choose more variety, but because we went wildly differently with our selections and I was literally thinking in terms of the songs I've listened to most between January the 1st and January the 12th, it's another song from Encanto right. called Surface Pressure that actually, if I'm completely honest, is my favourite one, but We Don't Talk About Bruno was like the smash hit. And I've recently got quite into We Don't Talk About Bruno, whereas when I was watching Encanto for the first time, Surface Pressure performed by Jessica Darrow, written by Lin-Manuel Miranda, blew me away. Okay. Thank you for that. I feel like you really get in immersed into things. You listen to a record and you listen to the whole album rather than it being like, I'm going to skip, you know, shuffling after like 20 seconds of a song. Well, I guess I had to listen to it because you watch the film. So you have to watch each one. No, but I like it that you do that. But that is literally just from watching the film. But that's really nice. Thank you. I appreciate that. (laughs) But all I'm trying to say against that point is when it came to what I select on my phone, it's just surface pressure and we don't talk about Bruno. Every now and then it's a bit of, um, what else can I do? But I don't think that song is melodically very strong, but there are a bit good bits in it. But yeah, surface pressure, I can go more thematically about this. In Encanto, each of the members of the family Madrigal have like a different skill. And I think it's meant to sort of be a metaphor for like pressure on individuals and the traits they assign themselves within a family so like within my family I'd be like the dumb one <laughs> the dumb one <laughs> in any family each person has their kind of thing a bit like a sitcom yeah so in Encanto they each have their own magical skill and this is the older sister's song and she's really big and strong like she literally looks again like Miss Trunchbull but she's really chill with it and it's like yeah how power not big deal she like lifts everything and then this is her song where she's like you know what under the surface there's pressure and I feel it and I feel tense and like I get really stressed that I'm going to let everyone down and I feel like if I'm not going to be of service like I'm useless and I thought it was interesting in terms of family dynamics like do you feel like the older sibling feels that in families? A hundred percent. Like feeling like they have to hold it all together? Yeah. Do you not think that? Well we both have older sisters. Yeah. They're always the most responsible. Is yours? Yours is. Mine is. Yours isn't. Mine is in some ways and not in others, but I can see how it... My sister's also called Isabella and there's another character in Encanto called Isabella. I relate to this film in a lot of ways, but I'd say my sister Isabella is a bit like the Isabella in Encanto and a bit like the Luisa. But you don't know what that means because you haven't seen it. Yeah, I think it is a thing about older sisters. And I think it's in, in, in general, like even with friendships, like families and friendships, like how you like are stuck with an identity from when you're younger. So say if these like 
uni friends or like friends from school or something like that you and others around you have created like this identity that doesn't even maybe necessarily exist anymore but that you feel like you still have to be that's exactly it you haven't seen the film but you've completely understood it (laughs) it's like oh that's lucy she's a personal trainer she could never be a podcaster look at you now older sisters in disney kind of reminds me of frozen have you seen frozen Mm -hmm. like the older sisters like really intense and it's like Everything has to be perfect. Yeah, exactly. Do you feel like that's a thing in real life? Yeah. Yeah. And I'm the middle child, the brat. Yeah, I'm the brat. Although aren't the youngest meant to be brats? The middle is like secretly the biggest baby and brat. Yeah. And actually gets like everything that they want. And then some. But not (laughs) Chanel bags though. Every week. Mention the Chanel. I also thought the vibe in Frozen between the sisters is very like the sister vibe in Fleabag. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I think it is similar in my family. My sister's like the clever one who's like really amazing. And like when you're a younger sister, you look up to your older sister so much. It's like, <clears throat> and then like in Frozen, older sisters can literally like create magic. And then in Encanto, the older sister's like really strong. And then the younger one's always just like not as, they're a bit more like not fun, but they're a bit more silly and goofy. And that's why I chose two songs from Encanto this week. I like that. Also, I was researching the film. And there's like a very sweet central character called Mirabel. And Lin-Manuel Miranda went on like a tour of Columbia to like research the film. And they had this really nice tour guide that like showed them all around Columbia and they really got on with her. And like the central character Mirabel is like has loads of things that basically are the tour guide. I'm going to do a burp. I'm really sorry. Oh you knew me. <laughs> So you've gone for Encanto as a theme. I've gone for 1981. Yeah. And saying that. So my next song. Mm. We've actually played him before. Oh, oh, have we? Yep. This is David Bender. I was there. So that was I Was There by David Bandas. It was made in 1981, darling. The year of the post-its and Gemma Collins. And? And the Iranian... Why did I have to bring that one into it? It's made it really serious. No, it gives it a sort of geopolitical element. Okay. And he is a really famous producer, born and raised in Stoke Newington, moved to Canada with his family. He created just really funky disco songs in the early 80s. And he's just like an old classic. I know you're not a massive fan of like disco-y funk music, but... No, I've chosen two songs from the same Disney film. Yeah. It couldn't be further from that. But I love that you love it. The reason I chose it is, one, I did a really creepy like fan mail thing where I messaged him and he replied. (laughs) I was just on Instagram, but I was just, yeah, I was just like, I'm a big fan of your work. And I don't know why, do you ever get in the mood where you're just like, fuck it, they're not going to reply, so who cares? Yeah. It's like when we did that with Anthony Joshua. Yeah, Anthony, if you want to get involved, let us know, we're always here for you. He replied. Oh. And then he was like, 
what songs do you like of mine? I was discussing it with like literally the love of my life. Oh my God. Sorry, Ben, but there's someone else. Wow. taking my heart. And it's David Bender. That's amazing. Wait, so yeah, not everyone always replies to the DMs, but he did. I also, yeah, was like, can you just listen to my songs? Question mark. And then he was like, oh, I just listened to your two songs and um, it's confusing because one of your songs, sorry, there's only one of the songs that has a female vocalist in it. Me and Ben were like, what? Does he think I sound like a man? First, you need to explain you have music, you have songs. Lucy is a performing artist herself and you should listen to her music because her shit is sick. So he thought in one of the songs it was only a man singing. And then, you know when... And you hadn't, like, like, done anything to the vocal. No. (laughs) And then the next day, you know when there's, like, weird synchronicities in life? Mm. The next day, I was wearing Ben's coat, his baseball cap, and had gone out to get coffees. And then I was coming back into the flat. My neighbour had the door open, so I was like, I'd rang the bell, but then he had the door open, so I was like, oh, okay, I don't need, I'll just knock on the main door. So went through, and then Ben then answers the door. So it was like, hello, the speaker was like, hello, hello. And then the delivery guy goes, he's coming up. I was like, okay. You were a man again. And also, where have you left it with David Bender? We're friends. Are you meeting up? Not sure. What? I'm joking. <laughs> what did you say when he said... I can't hear a female vocalist on one of the tracks. I was like, I'm singing in both. Crying laughing face emoji. Oh, right. Just to be like, I find it funny, haha. Yeah. Um, And then what did he say? Your song's a really cocktail 80s vibe. I was like, all right. Totally skipped apologising for the gender difference. Yeah. That's a really good tactic in conversations. Like, someone's just like, oh, you spelt my name completely wrong. Like, you look great today. Yeah. (laughs) Love it. And how does it make you feel when you're running? Just... Jumpy in the air with delight. That is so nice. Is that how you feel with your Encanto song? It actually is, yeah. I feel like if I messaged in Manuel Miranda, he would also reply. Mm, I like the arrogance. <laughs> no, not because it's me. Because I think that's his personality. Mm. Will you also tune it? Okay, so that reaches... The, we hope You're hopefully reaching the end of your run right now. Yep. Even if you've stopped, that's fine. This is what the whole premise of this episode is about, is just enjoying the moment. Observe yourself. And like, if you need to slow down, slow down. If you now want to take a break, take a break. Take a break. Run away with us for the summer. Let's go up. That's from Hamilton. Oh, that was nice. That's from Hamilton. Oh, God, now I'm blushing. But yeah, observe yourself. If you're not fulfilling your goals, not a big deal. And if you are fulfilling your goals, nice. Right on. (laughs) That was a really good second run together. Mm, Have a break. Sit down. And we really want to know also in the upcoming episodes what songs you listen to. Yeah, so let us know, like, what are your favourite songs? Like, what makes you jump in the air for joy? Mm. What makes you feel arrogant that people are, like, looking at you and are jealous? We want a few, like, honest, vulnerable ones too. Yeah, and you can maybe remain anonymous if it is, like, really weird. (laughs) But, yeah, let us know. Um, Follow us on Insta. Yeah, we do have to say this stuff. I said that sort of dragging my heels because I I worry it sounds cheesy when we say it, but you should do that stuff. Yeah, because we basically want to all create a goal like Flora's goal, mm. the 10K. So if we get a little team together, maybe. It's kind of just like, do us a solid. Mm. That's also what I feel about the reviews thing. It's like, oh, do us a, just do us a favour. That would just really, really help. It doesn't have to be cheesier than that. Just please help. 
please, please help us. Run. <laughs> the headlines remind us daily the world is a dangerous place the elites in charge say everything's fine stop noticing but you know better and your gut knows that time is short to prepare for a world that is four missed meals away from chaos my patriot supply has helped over three million families become more self-reliant and is the company americans trust to prepare go to mypatriotsupply.com and secure their best-selling three-month emergency food kits each contain delicious breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Secure at least one food kit for each family member. For a limited time, save $200, plus get free shipping on all their Ready Hour 3-month emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour Foods. My Patriot Supply also has solar power generators, water filtration units, biomass stoves, heirloom seeds, and critical survival gear. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com Hey, podcast listener. Do you love talking about movies, music, TV, comics, and games? Then you should be listening to The Great Pop Culture Debate, back in Bigger Than Ever for Season 9. This season, the panelists discuss the best James Bond film, the best Elton John single, the best Nickelodeon original series, the best Batman villain, and so much more. Find the show wherever you listen to podcasts, or head to greatpopculturedebate.com. More than 100 topics are already available. Subscribe today.